Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. It is the Oz Network. It is Breaking Bad, season four, episode four. I love it when we get the, the same number twice. I'm a sad person, I know, but I do enjoy these things. Um, and this is Bullet Points, um, an episode uh, directed by Colin Buxy, which is a name I don't think we hear a lot of, but written by Moira Wally Beckett, which is a name we're becoming very familiar with by now, and uh, first aired on TV on August the 7th, 2011. Interesting little episode, this one. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to, to getting into this one. Um, and uh, my name is Nick, and um, I can definitely get dipping sticks. And my name is Ben, and standing there alone, the ship is waiting all seasons ago. Are you sure? Control is not convinced, but the computer has the evidence. No need to abort. I know that's not how it goes, but hell, fuck it. It's a great song. I was just wondering, like, were you just going to go for four minutes, which you can actually watch the whole <laughs> the whole Gale singing for four minutes on YouTube if you really, really want to. Um, what, what, what's what's the hype? It's like, earth below us, drifting, <laughs> falling, floating, wait. <laughs> I, it's sad when I relate to Gale, isn't it? Um, <laughs> I would do something like that and I would release that shit and I would own that shit. So, you know, if you want to go karaoke with me, Nick, the, the invitation, it's it's there. Well, I think he seems to be enjoying himself, so who, who are we to judge? <laughs> well, he's dead, but anyway. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, good, good, good episode, this one. Um, and, yeah, I think um, another, like I said in the last episode, it's another kind of world-building one, which kind of makes it sound like it might be boring, but I, I don't find anything boring about this stuff. I, I, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying where the season's going. You know, like it's just – it's a joy to be here. Um, it, you know, it, it's great to – to kind of be in this world and and yeah like you said there's a potential top five um scene in this episode so it's a really really fun one to get into yeah i mean you've said it a lot about sometimes how it doesn't always need to just be these huge action set pieces and everything along those lines and just yeah this episode's just i don't say fun but like i mean there's some fun stuff in this episode like it's just it's just great like again similar to what we said last week to me there's nothing bad about this episode and just some random stuff that I really, really enjoy. And even like the opening scene, which kind of feels out of place in the grand scheme of things, because you're like, well, what does this opening scene have to do with anything? But um, it kind of will obviously pay off. But yeah, like once you know where this is going, once you know what's going to happen this season, it obviously helps a lot. This Mike in a little, one of those little kind of flappy hats. Like, yeah. the, like <laughs> flappy hat, not- flappy ear. This just reminds me of Survivor with Colby when he had that kind of flappy hat yeah. thing in, in uh, Australian Outback. But yeah, it's a, it's a great opening scene, and we might as well get into it. It's kind of so it's obviously Mike in the back of a, a um, 
a freezer truck with Los Polos Hermanos and obviously surrounded by the buckets, which we obviously know are the, the transportation method for the, the blue ice that some of them have got the um, the kind of um, infrared stamps on them. So those are the ones that, are, that have got the meth in them. So, yeah, and so he's obviously there and, and you know, he's inside and, and we kind of hear that the, um, you know, the, the truck kind of getting... Um, you know, getting taken over and, and he's inside and he kind of sees it come and kind of drops down as this, the, you know, that basically the, this, this truck just gets absolutely ripped to shit with bullets, you know, like he, he's smart enough to see it coming. So he kind of is able to duck down and, and just waits it out while all these bullets just kind of just rip right through this truck. And, and then obviously they kind of open up the truck and, and, um, and Mike's waiting for them and, and, um, you know, kind of kills them and, and kind of kills them. He does kill them. Um, and, and, and then <laughs> obviously like the, the, the kind of, um, the capper on this, this whole scene is like, he kind of then realizes that, you know, like the, the top of his ear has been clipped and it kind of a, bit, a little bit gruesome, really like he's had kind of a, this kind of chunk taken out of his ear and he's rather than kind of being, you know, like panicked about it, he's just more annoyed than anything else. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really great scene and it's, it's, um, you know, like I, it feels like it's been a while since we've had one of these kind of like really big dramatic kind of cold open. So it's good to have one back. And, um, you know, a lot of effort kind of goes into filming this stuff. Like um, it's interesting to note how they kind of got the, the condensation on them, which is like apparently like an old trick of like, they put dry ice in this little kind of plastic cage and he has to put it in his mouth, which kind of produces that, that kind of smoke that comes out of his mouth, which sounds incredibly dangerous. And apparently it came from a, some old film that, um, that Vince Gilligan knew about that, you know, they actually did this and and one of the actors got sick of having the, the cage in his mouth. So he took it out and just put the dry ice straight into his mouth and basically huh. like lost like part of his tongue and a few of his teeth and like completely messed his face up. And yeah, so like, that's, that's where he kind of knew about it because he read about it in his autobiography or something like that. So there's a reason behind that, but I think it's like a beautiful shot. Like even just the, you know, kind of like the bullet holes in the door, which, you know, bullet points, bullet holes, you know, this is kind of one of the many meanings of the, the title here. So just a really, really fun scene kind of grabs you and it's nice to kind of get back to some of the stuff. It's nice to show Mike as a bit of a badass as well. You know, that's really, really fun. Um, and kind of just that dichotomy of him kind of like getting out of the truck in the middle of this desert and all this kind of, you know, like cold weather gear is really, really fun too. So yeah, I think it's just a great, great way to open this episode. I've, I mean, I, I love it. I absolutely love the opening scene. And yeah, I love kind of, as you said, sort of him coming out to the desert and basically like snow gear and, I just absolutely love that look on his face when he kind of rolls his eyes at the end of it and he's just like, oh, God, I've just been shot, my ears hanging off. Like, it's it's great. But I have, to, I have to question a few things here with this, though, Nick. I'm sorry to be that guy. But first of all, how does he survive? Like, oh, what yeah. is protecting him from getting torn to shreds? I, I don't get it. What are these cartel guys endgame? If they're shooting the shit out of the product, they're shooting the shit out of the barrels, like, isn't that destroying the drugs as well? Like, it kind of... <laughs> I feel that's not exactly a, a great way to do it. And does the driver of this truck basically know he's going to die? Because obviously Mike's probably said to him, like, I'll be in the truck to protect you. But, like, my goal is to, I guess, protect the product. So you may die first and then they'll come after me. So I'll protect myself. So I kind of question this poor guy who's basically sacrificing himself for Fring. Um, but, uh, you know, nitpicking aside, it's a great start to the episode and, Again, it sort of it pays off definitely more once you know what's happening because again, it does kind of seem a bit weird. I remember seeing I'm watching this episode first time going like, okay, what's that got to do with anything? But um, yeah, ultimately it will pay off down the line. 
yeah yeah totally and and yeah, i think like that's our job here right is to nitpick so if we're if we're not looking at the stuff we're we're probably not doing our jobs but yeah it's just one of those scenes that i i think it's a lot of fun but yeah there's definitely kind of like head scratching moments i suppose and kind of like when you're trying to figure out the you know the, the reasoning behind it as well so yeah it's definitely something to to kind of think about um but yeah great great scene to kind of open the episode and, and like i say the one thing i really enjoy about it is it does feel like it's been a little while since we've had this kind of really great kind of grabber of an opener so um yeah nice to kind of get back into that um yeah then we kind of move to, to the next scene which is um you know it's kind of skylar and walt going to this gamblers anonymous which is you know basically they're just researching which is quite cool you know like we talked in the last episode that you know skylar's the one that's really committed to making sure they've got their story straight and they know how to talk about the stuff and um i i just think it's it's really really good and it kind of moves into the scene of, of walt kind of trying to learn how to count cards i guess um to kind of make the story as believable as possible um and yeah it just this is kind of just takes us into the you know the whole thing about we've got to have a believable story here um and you know i i just i just really really enjoy kind of watching this play out and um the dialogue just feels like incredibly natural between these two like you just totally believe it you kind of you kind of just forget that this is acting in some ways which i guess is is, is the point right but yeah I, I just really really enjoy it and that but there is like a, a it's a really long scene um and, and so you know like what are the kind of key moments but there's a there's a great line in there which i think is you know skylar kind of says you know line doesn't come as easily to me as it does to you which kind of sums up the whole show really yeah. you know um so so yeah I, I i just really love it i, I can't speak highly enough of the scene it's it's not one of those things it's like top five we won't be talking about this when we talk top five but it is a, it is a lot of fun this scene i just i really really enjoy it well as you said it goes on for a while um kind of just from the the moment basically what that Skylar's like waking up and taking notes at like three in the morning uh, right through to kind of the, the script scene. Um, if I'm scrolling through here quickly, that whole process to when they're basically at the door is, is 10 minutes. That's like, yeah. that's a quarter of the episode um, is there. But like, this is one of those ones where I feel like maybe I'm being a bit of a hypocrite when I say like some of these things can get drawn out, but this doesn't feel drawn out at all. Like everything is great. I, I mentioned last week, I just love this whole scripting scene. Of yeah. them. Just like, I love kind of how like they go from playing cards and kind of Walt's not doing too well. And it's like, Oh, it's not all about one hand. Like it's all about this. And then just the, the scripts and just the way, like it's, it's just, it's one of these unintentionally funny moments when kind of like, Walt starts bagging her out like, you're going to cry? Are you going to dab your left eye with your right hand? Like, are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? And But, like, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, I absolutely love kind of just how she's like, some of us aren't as good as lying as you yeah. are. And and what does she say about, like, you know, um, you, you get away with this while I'm just the bitch who basically yeah. everybody, you know, like, because, like, Walt's kind of got a point where it's like, where does the part where you sleep with your boss fall into this? Yeah. Um, but then she kind of weirdly owns it. And, like, it's kind of one of these points where you're like, oh, okay, I, I hated the whole IFT storyline, but here we are now where you kind of actually sympathise with Skylar. So, My yeah, it's just so good. Yeah. My favourite line is, you know, the I'm terribly, terribly ashamed of my actions. Really, two terribly's. Like, yeah. <laughs> I just love that. I think it's really, no, the, really the best. The, the best one, which uh, I'm, I'm ruining my closing line now, but uh, I love it when she's like, how do you like this? We want to tell you the whole story. It's a doozy, so hold on to your hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, like I guess probably the, the thing behind this, of course, is that, you know, like, 
Hank as a, as a cop and he'll sniff them out if they're not totally over the detail. Um, like this is a big moment because if they screw this up, this could lead to all sorts of, you know, suspicions of being aroused by by Hank. And so it's important that they get this right. You know, it is really, really important. And so I, I think it is worth taking the time to kind of get this right and make sure these guys, you know, have their story straight. So yeah, I, I, I think it's worth the time and it's time well used, you know, like it's not wasted. It is really, really well used, I think, by by these guys. Yeah, and also, can I just say, I like the the flannel shirt that Walt's wearing. It's kind of pink and sort of... I used to have a shirt basically that colour. So, glad to see that Walt's wearing my fashion for once. Well, well, speaking of shirts, we kind of then move into Hank wearing a Charlie Sheen shirt. I I know this isn't kind of the first time he's done it, but it's kind of like this... Kind of like it feels like this is probably a little bit past that time, but no, it probably was about this time, I suppose, kind of like mid 2000s, where this, like, I'm sure there was a Chandler time where he was wearing a shirt like this as well. And you know, but it does feel like this style was was quite common. But yeah, you know, Hank obviously in his wheelchair, you know, meets him at the door, and it's this is kind of the happiest we've seen Hank in a long time. He's clean shaven, you know, like it actually is kind of it's great to see, see him, you know, like being Hank again, which is which is really good. Yeah, sorry, I was um, I, I I was typing, which was rude of me. Um, oh, I, I, just, I just thought you'd taken another a second look at that shirt, you know. And no, no, maybe, I maybe I, just, I, I, th- I thought maybe you're trying to trying to like just Google the difference between rocks and minerals because these guys make the mistake, of course, talking about <laughs> the rock collection, and he says it's a mineral collection. Um, and and the kind of great moment here too, we kind of like you know what i can't remember exactly what it is but like whatever rocket or mineral that it is is that you know walt knows exactly like all the scientific you know jargon behind it which is like just a great kind of scene just to remind us that this guy knows his shit you know yeah i was gonna say with the shirt thing it's you point that out because yeah no and i definitely know i remember chandler wearing that and there's our friends episode uh, re- <laughs> uh reference of the week um but yeah i like kind of hank being hank and it was like talking about the food and everything is what does he say about marie like marie could burn water <laughs> he's yeah. just kind of how he's been that way but yeah i mean the majority of this episode is just basically almost just like the family of, of walt and everything isn't it because like you have that 10 minute whole sequence there with it's skylar and walt and then basically this whole dinner sequence at, at hank's house goes for about another 10 as well doesn't it so mm. it's kind of but like again it doesn't feel rushed or anything because yeah, like I, I just kind of love the the way that Hank's sort of explaining this rock and sort of obviously I'm jumping a little bit ahead with kind of what's going to happen with the karaoke video and everything. But just, again, it feels natural. This is, we've all been to people's houses for dinner and kind of, you know, have this kind of like awkward joking conversation before you kind of get settled in for the night and you're having your conversation of the week. So yeah. it, just, it just feels natural. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, obviously, as we alluded to, then we kind of, you know, Hank's like, again, this, this incredibly inappropriate way of kind of showing evidence to people, uh, which I'm not <laughs> quite sure, like, why he's always doing this. Like, this takes me back to the whole, you know, take a look on my website at photos of mangled bodies. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but here we are, and he's kind of like showing them this kind of, you know, the the karaoke video that he's got of like, here's this guy that I'm investigating, and isn't this so kooky? And, and obviously, you know, like, turn around and we find out that it's, um, it's Gail. And so, you know, obviously that kind of puts the fear of God up. Um, well, you know, because now he's like, oh my God, you know, um, Hank knows stuff. And so, you know, we're going to get paranoid Walt here, aren't we? Because he's going to be kind of freaking out about it. But it's a great little reveal. Like it's one of those things that I kind of, I think about the first time you saw this, you know, and I, I don't remember the first time I saw this, but I, I can imagine that watching this in real time, it would have been like, oh crap, this is, this is a big moment for the show, you know? Yeah, I agree. And it's sort of, 
I, I like your point about kind of this is just Hank showing inappropriate things. What does Walt say? Like, oh, it's not a dead body or something, is it? You know, and kind of just kind of how he does that. But, um, yeah, like it's just it's done so cleverly and it's sort of the thing that I like about it is it's like you're not expecting something like this to happen, kind of as you were just alluding to. You know, you're thinking this is going to be the dramatic reveal, the story about the gambling and kind of everything, and then kind of out of nowhere it's just kind of like, oh, hey, remember this whole storyline about Walt cooking meth and the fact that Hank's a DA agent? Well, he might be onto him now. So yeah. you're kind of like, fuck. Um, and just sort of the way, because I, I don't know, did we really touch on it last week when the detective guy brings over the stuff that, well, did he bring it up last week that he thinks this might be Heisenberg? So this is kind of, and we're going to get that this episode, aren't we, that kind of Hank is basically implying that Gail's Heisenberg, yeah. which yeah. sort of Walt's obviously quite interested in too. But um, I, I, I just have to say, though, that this whole karaoke video, as you said, the whole thing is online. Um, and it's, yeah, it's definitely worth the watch. Can I just say that? Because it's, it's uh, quite it's funny. Pre- pretty glorious, pretty glorious. Which is, because um, I'm, I'm, the subtitles on it look like they're, they're Thai or sort of some sort of Southeast yeah. Asian language. So yeah. I don't know if, like, he's gone to Thailand or somewhere like that and done this or because obviously, I mean, I don't know if they are in New Zealand, but uh, since being back in Hobart, I've noticed we've got, like, a, korean karaoke bar so kind of you know there's these karaoke bar stylized that they do in some parts of asia so i say i just love the graphics of this thing typical karaoke video you've got like robots in the background yeah. and weird space things and just oh so much fun yeah oh no it's, it's great and and yeah obviously you're you're right it kind of just changes the whole tone of this thing and yeah i'm not quite sure if we we did talk about it last week about that you know this is you know their suspicions is that this is the heisenberg that that hank has been looking for so it, it really is quite a moment but yeah you're kind of expecting this to be this big kind of reveal of of you know like the storyline that they've concocted about how they got the money and it, it turns the whole thing kind of turns on its head because you know like walt gets this this information that's going to fluster him which is which is really good um i think the kind of whole coming clean scene is is, is actually you know for all the build-up to it i think it's actually pretty straightforward you know like it seems like everybody's buying it it's, you know nobody's really surprised um and i guess the thing we kind of didn't really mention was that they're not going to tell hank that this is where the money came from for his treatment you know like that was something that marie will tell him when she's ready type of thing so that's the bit they do leave out um but yeah it, it seems to go really really well um yeah and then we got kind of get this this great scene i think which is one that i think we're going to be talking about you know in and around the top five for sure which is you know kind of what can't help himself and he has to sneak off to go to the bathroom and goes back to find the file and go through the lab notes and he's desperately trying to find out is there anything there that could link gail to him um and you know we and then he kind of like rushes out of the room and, and you know bumps into hank basically and and we get this whole kind of conversation between the two of them of like oh you know if you ever need anything you can ask me and um and 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 this kind of leads to you know like like walt basically say well i'm there to help you too if, if this is information and you know if i can help you with this stuff if you think it's about this heisenberg is that i might be able to help you with my scientific information which is which is quite clever of walt really um and we kind of get this great scene of the two of them kind of going through like yes kind of sitting on the bed kind of going through these notes and you just get this kind of i love the lighting on this as well it's like all the blue light which of course you know with the blue meth kind of feels like it really fits um so yeah it's really good and you see kind of walt going through this and um then they kind of like they they zoom in on the kind of dedication which is to ww um and you know like this is where we kind of get that quite famous thing where it's like who is ww is it you know you know who are the ones he comes up with it's like uh the woodrow wilson willie yeah. wonka 
yeah yeah walter white, walter white you know yeah, got and, me. yeah yeah which is a great scene you know it's it just is is really really amazing and um and this is where walt kind of links it to the walt whitman poem you know which is um which we heard about earlier on in, in season three the leaves of grass thing which is the you know the ww he's referring to as walt whitman so um and and hank also drops this information that you know they've got fingerprints as well which if they can if they can link that to somebody that will help them so um a huge info dump here but also just a, a, a really really great scene to kind of and and you know like this is something that this is not the last time we're going to have references to this particular scene which is you know an extra level of kind of importance i guess on the scene so yeah I, for me i just think this is an absolute standout scene it is one of those ones that um i i just think you know for all of kind of walt's fostering and, and all that kind of stuff he's actually surprisingly calm here as well which kind of you know makes this a great scene too so yeah i i I just love everything about it. And like I say, just like it's the little things too. It's like the lighting I think is, is great on this. Um, you know, that just that kind of blue light I think is, is a really cool way to kind of, kind of show this. So yeah, I, I love it. Great scene. The, yeah. Kind of interesting. You say about the whole actual discussion is a little bit underwhelming in the fact that it doesn't really play out, but I, I kind of like how sort of the reactions and, Walt Jr. is basically like, you're, you're a stud dad and sort of, I like that kind of, they cut back to like Skylar and you kind of just see that she's, you know, annoyed because again, he's kind of getting a hero out, edit out of this. But I, I, I know like, I, I feel like I feel weird saying Dick Walt Jr. by, you know, does this mean I get a car for my, but like, he's a dick, but at the same time, he's a teenager. We would all be doing that. Like if I found out at 16 that my dad was making millions of dollars, I'm like, yeah, okay, so I'm getting a car now, right? Like, it's kind of, yeah. it's it's very in character, kind of, that's what you would do. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is, this to me, I've definitely marked it down as a potential top five because, as you said, we actually almost get a flashback of this next season. Uh, well, we do get a flashback of this next season. This is one of those ones that's always shown in some sort of retrospective of any sort of Breaking Bad. It's, you know, the whole, who do you think it is? Woodrow Wilson, Willie Wonka, Walter White. And it's just, it's a very famous scene and... I, I kind of this is sort of starts a bit of a trend, doesn't it, for the rest of this season where really it's kind of Hank's onto something and Walt's always there. So like, you know, Walt's kind of always sticking on to Hank to kind of what's going on with the investigation. But um can I just say I love the handwriting in Gail's notebooks. Like I don't know if that was really, you know, the actor who did that or whoever did, but like it's so neat, it's so precise, it's so I love it. And I love how kind of he uses his book for was it vegan waffles and and kind of all this other stuff that he does. But um it's a great scene. And I just I love I just love the acting on both parts here. Like sort of Dean Norris as you know like Walter White. And then I just I just love that look that Brian Cranston does with the whole like you got me like kind of puts his hands up and kind of just has a bit of a laugh about it. And then I love Hank's reaction when Walt calls out the fact that, you know, yeah, this is his poem. And he's like, you brainiac, only you would know that. <laughs> like, yeah. So, oh, yeah. Um, I, I love it. Like kind of the, the trivia section of the uh, River Faithful, you know, Breaking Bad wiki pages. Kind of think like the kind of like the Easter eggs that are actually in the notes. And they talk about the, the, the Gary Larson far side comic strip, which, you know, like that, that feels like a very Gale thing, doesn't it? But um, I also, I love the um, the Ron Paul 2008 campaign. Yes. Sticker, which feels like a kind of, <laughs> kind of um ages this slightly but uh yeah no great scene and um yeah just just a lot of fun and um yeah i, I think kind of one of the things i like about it is um you know i think 
it just it takes me back to you know i remember that scene where you've got kind of um hank kind of helping walt move out of the house you know and the, and he kind of picks up that bag of of um cash you know and he says oh what's in here this is so heavy and and, and walt just kind of is quite stone cold about it you know it's got what you know whatever hundred thousand dollars in cash or whatever it is you know and like just that kind of being you know again we've talked a lot about it that Walt being so under the radar that he can kind of get away with these things and again you know like it's you know, Hank's quite happy to show this stuff to him because there's no part of him that ever considers that that Walt might be a part of this you know like that's just never occurred to him why would it you know and and I think that that's a really really powerful part of the show is that you know Walt is just such a non-factor for for Hank that he just he, he's in plain sight the whole time and he never 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 sees him and I think it's just a, a really cool element of the show yeah, I, I agree. And it's sort of like that's kind of the stuff I was saying kind of like later in the season when he just keeps kind of bringing him along basically to jobs, yeah. doesn't he? <laughs> kind yeah. of, you know, like right there. And it's kind of it's 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 helping him in a weird way kind of yeah. get away with it more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so yeah, we kind of then you know, obviously, you know, Walt's not able to to control his neurotic behavior for too long and we kind of get him, he turns up at Jesse's house and you know, he has to kind of push his way into the door past this guy, the fat guy again in his in his shirt and tie. And um and yeah, like the place is just an absolute mess like it was last time. And um yeah, kind of just he just stumbles into and you know, this kind of like absolute kind of pigsty of a place and kind of takes me back to, you know, like when he went into the kind of crack crack den or whatever it was to, yeah. to kind of rescue Jesse. Um and um and and yeah, where well, this is where we kind of see Jesse shaving somebody's head and I got a little bit ahead of myself because I talked about this thinking this was last week and last week's episode but it's actually here which is where Jesse's shaving somebody's head and he's obviously shaved his own head so we get a new look for Jesse um, and you know like I think this is a look that kind of stays around for a while you know we kind of get used the rest to the, of the Je- season isn't it? yeah yeah so we get used to Jesse with, with no hair for quite some time um, yeah so I, I think it's a you know it's, it's it's a look that kind of I think it's probably you know um, quite purposeful you know that we've got a you know kind of a, a, a marking of time for Jesse that you know his storyline is now going to start to change and we've got a look that kind of goes along with that so we can kind of differentiate this is kind of you know before the head shaving after the head shaving we get a slightly different Jesse so it kind of feels like it has a, a functional purpose as well which is really good but anyway this is kind of like you know Walt goes around and grills him for details about you know like what do you know and, and Jesse says oh, you don't need to worry about it there's no going to be no fingerprints and of course we kind of know that because we know Jesse never went in the house you know we kind of saw enough of the scene to know that he just stood on his doorstep and shot so there's not going to be any fingerprints or anything like that um and he obviously makes that really important point as well that if the cops had his fingerprints they would have already been around to arrest him because of his reputation so um yeah he's you know well hasn't really thought this through properly and um kind of ends anyway where jesse's kind of like who wants to earn some money and these two guys kind of you know get paid off to throw walt out of the house which is quite a funny way to end the scene but yeah it's a, it's a, it's a good little scene I, I love the who wants to make a hundred bucks, but um, I'd like to know the the actor who he's shaving his head. Um, like, is this just an extra that they've gone? Okay, we need an extra for Breaking Bad. Um, you get your head shaved on scene, like in a scene, basically. Because uh, I mean, it looks like he's getting it done for real. So I mean, this guy, if he's a famous actor now, good for him. If he was just a random extra in Albuquerque, great. But like, he can say he got his head shaved by Aaron Paul. So Natalie Portman was keen. Yeah, well, who wouldn't be? It's Natalie Portman. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd play the the role of those Clippers in V for Vendetta. Um, good movie. I haven't watched that in a long time. That's a great movie. Um, B, 
But yeah, I, I, I kind of like it's been a while since we've had a Walt Jesse fight. I feel, yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. I think you're so, right. It has been a little while. Yeah, but um, I like it. Like, and it's always up for a fight. And I just, I just love the hundred dollars throw him out thing. And then kind of obviously what's going to lead to kind of Walt's concerns over over Jesse. But um, yeah, I mean, again, Jesse, Jesse's got a point. Like, I'd be in cuffs right now if they had yeah. Prince and kind of just he's just. He's almost badass, Jesse. Like he just—I just, just love this. Doesn't give a shit, Jesse, because he yeah. kind of just—he plays it off so well, and kind of what we're still going to come this episode. I love it as well. But um, yeah, I can—I can imagine a scene like this. Not only if you're getting your head shaved, would be fun. Like, okay, I'm random fat guy at the door. There I am again. Um, <laughs> I'm random guy sitting on the couch braiding random girls' hair. Like, I can't imagine that as an actor. You're just like, okay, you're fucked up on drugs. Okay, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> just—I think it would be fun. Yeah, well, I think these kind of like it's, you know, like acting school kind of challenges almost, aren't they? Like, yeah, it, it, it is a lot of fun. I think there's some just some cool stuff on this. And, and and yeah, it gives gives them an opportunity to have some fun extras that you are, m- might not otherwise see on a show like this, right? So We, so, we yeah. did – I don't know if you ever did things like this in your school, but I remember like in primary school we would kind of do these – like role play things. I don't know if it was part of drama or if it was just some sort of education thing, but I remember like we had to, we did this whole scenario where essentially we were a, like it was a town and it was a town meeting and there was a developer coming in to like build something and, but destroy the environment. So like half the class were like the town folk at the town meeting, like, boo, we don't want this resident. And the other half were like the developers coming in. And I remember like I got to play, I was like the boss of the development company. So I had to, like, basically it was like after lunch, the bell rings, you know, ding, 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 ding. Okay, when I click, the teacher clicks her fingers for the next half an hour, you are all in character. Like, you didn't have a line, you didn't have a script, you were just playing that person. It was fucking fun. Like, I got to walk around this room and just basically like, I'm John Smith, developer of the evil corporation. This is why we need to build this condo in your town. And I don't know, I was like 12. So, you know, it wasn't technical or anything, but it's just fun when you get that opportunity to kind of just role play it and just kind of be something else for that and kind of, you get taken away by it. I was 12 and I was getting taken away by it, Nick. Like, miss my calling as an actor, but I don't know. It'd be fun <laughs> to be something like this. Yeah, well, I think if you're if you're, a, if you're an actor, this is the kind of stuff you want to do. It'd be a bit of fun, you know, not too many rules. You can just go out and have a good time with it. So, yeah, I, I can definitely see the appeal here. So, yeah, and uh, we kind of, we, we move on and what kind of, you know, as, as he often does when he's having issues with with Jesse ends up in Saul's office and um hmm. and you know kind of Saul just kind of um you know just just you know just reinforces what Jesse's already said basically that you know if, if Jesse had any, if they had anything on Jesse they would have already picked him up um but you know and then Walt kind of goes a bit crazy to be honest and kind of like that you know you know Gus wants to kill him and you know you know Gus, Gus is going to like take Jesse out because he's you know like a, a risk and and um yeah and then he's not happy about the car wash either and like just just all, like this whole kind of thing and, and Saul kind of brings up like a really important kind of plot point here which is you know like about the whole um you know like um if things are getting really desperate then I know a guy who can you know kind of make you disappear yeah, um, and, and this important. is obviously you know really really important for for later in the show's run so it, it is kind of worth just pointing the scene out because it is going to be something that that is going to play a factor later on so um, yeah I mean it's a I, I think this is quite a functional scene is you know not a whole lot really really important except for that point I think that's a it's a really important thing because it is going to be a big part of of what happens next on the show. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I kind of always like these sort of 
Walt is concerned for Jesse because it, it comes from that place where this is maybe one where you are very much on board with Walt. As much as I'm enjoying sort of the Jesse stuff, but like it, it, it does become a bit of a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, it's it's not good for their sort of business if he's a bit this way because he's a bit reckless, kind of as we're going to see, kind mm. of in the coming episode. So, yeah, but no, it's 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 very important. I actually always forget how early this is kind of alluded to this sort of plot mm. about mm. the uh, the whole disappearing because. You would argue, I mean, kind of, yeah, moving forward in this show, that's going to become something key, not just for Walt, but for, for Jesse. I mean, El Camino, basically, kind of, sort of that's the main plot point in some ways, kind of what this is mentioned here. So, um, yeah, I mean, what are we, season four, episode four, and this is kind of getting mentioned. We, I don't think we, I mean, we get at the end of this season kind of a bit more of it, but it's more so next season, obviously. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, no, good stuff. Um, yeah, and um, so then we're kind of, you know, we're, we're back at Jesse's place and, and um, Jesse leaves and he, you know, gets the the crazy guy that we mentioned last episode who, you know, he's does back. the, he's back and, and he's tasked with with buying pizza and you kind of see kind of Jesse goes up to his room and he's got this big, you know, the, the kind of um, kind of duffel bag, I guess, just full of full of cash and you, you kind of see this, this kind of sketchy guy kind of watching him um and 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 yeah and oh yeah now I see that guy but more closely it's like I do remember him from uh, from Men in Black. He's got like that face, right? Like yeah, you just, yeah, you just yeah. know who it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, and and so obviously this is you know we're going to get this kind of important point and and um and yeah so so Jesse's kind of not been particularly careful about what's happening with his money and all that kind of stuff. So 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 yeah, it's it's just a little kind of setup scene. Um. And and yeah, and then we kind of you know we, we see him go out. He's obviously off to work, and 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 we see a few kind of shots at work. Um, not a huge amount of importance there, but we kind of then see him come back, and and the party's still going, and there's a bit of pizza there, and um, yeah, it's kind of Badger and Skinny Pete aren't around. I thought we might see a few more of the shots of them here, but yeah, obviously obviously not here. Um, and and yeah, and then we kind of um, you know kind of has these kind of joints basically, and he kind of just throws them out. It's like you know keep keep powers that smoke it up or whatever he says to these guys smoke it up bitches um feels like we haven't had a bitch line for a while either from jesse we had so bitch last week when he was oh, throwing money we? in the guy's mouth that's oh that's like, right yeah, yeah bitch that's right that's right yeah yep and then we kind of like you know see him grab some pizza and, and grab this girl by the hand and we assume like oh yeah we're gonna go up and you know it's gonna be a sex scene but no we're off to play some sonic team racing of all things so that, that's what um, i do when i pick up random girls at parties it's like yeah like, come back some- here and play some playstation but you know, like I think, like you know, for the for the and and obviously we kind of see you know, before before that we obviously see him like he goes to his drawer and sees that the money's gone and so we think he's going to flip out that all, all his money's been stolen but he just doesn't care he just kind of like sits down and plays the PlayStation which is which is you know just kind of random but um yeah and and you know like I just think like you know um if, if you're if you're a racing fan yeah probably your, your go-to is going to be the the old uh, mario kart you know maybe crash <laughs> team racing if that's your thing who goes to sonic team racing like who chooses, <laughs> who chooses sonic team racing so yeah I'm not, I'm not quite sure i can get on board with jesse after i've seen that but uh, uh yeah it's uh just kind of i mean the, the obvious point of the scene is to just kind of set up that he just doesn't really care that his money's gone you know that's not something that really bothers him um and yeah and then you know it's it's, it's quite a it's 
sorry, it's, it's just quite a lot of scenes that kind of speak to each other and then I'll kind of let you go for it. But obviously it's kind of, you know, Jesse then gets woken up by Mike the next morning and they've kind of, they've found this guy who's stolen the money. So Mike and Tyrus have got him there and they've kind of got him like hogtied and, and blindfolded and, and, but Jesse doesn't even care. He's not, he's like, oh, if you blindfolded him, you're not going to kill him type of thing. So well, why do I need to worry about it? And, and, you know, so he's got his money back, but yeah, he's not really, doesn't really give a shit about anything. And so, yeah, um, this is Mike, Mike is concerned about this at this point. So yeah, I think it's before I kind of get into the other stuff with, you know, where this goes from here, it's probably a good chance to let you talk about, but there's a lot of kind of interconnected scenes one after the other, I guess. Which it's, I, I like it all because, um, again kind of your point you've made a couple of times this season about like does it get repetitive and like it, it doesn't to me like it just nah. kind of it just because it's, it's going down a certain path that you just really aren't expecting and like i just i just love it like i just think i just love Aaron, i just love aaron paul i think he just does such a good job at kind of this this level of it and like i kind of even like it when he's sort of they cut to him at the the lab and he's kind of got his headphones in and kind of just, mm. you know, working that way and then kind of going back to it and then just the party. And, like, you mentioned about Skinny Pete and Badger, that podcasting that I watched last week on last week's episode. I think um, the writer of that episode, I can't remember who it was, was saying about how, like, this is the point of this. Like, this party's gotten to the point where it's so bad that even Skinny Pete and Badger aren't showing up anymore. Mm. You know, it's just kind of just some randoms who are just kind of squalling on and getting high and all that sort of stuff. But... Just I I just love the way that kind of when Aaron Paul sort of comes back in and because he said to the our friend you know get pizza and don't forget the dividend sticks or whatever it was that you said and like when he notices the money gone you kind of like uh oh he's been robbed but yeah like as you said doesn't give a shit so um but yeah like Sonic Team Racing like can't say I've ever played Sonic Team Racing um I had it on, I had it on the on the Wii I think it was and I, I loved it actually and I, I think I've actually. Like I'm, uh, you know, after giving it shit, I think I've actually got a, a Sonic Team Racing game on the Switch, but it's not a go-to for me. I must say, it's just because I. What's he, so I'm looking at it. So it's an Xbox he's playing it on, not a PlayStation. Right. Um, right. But I, I mean, that's interesting, isn't? Uh, well, Sega, I guess it's not Nintendo. What am I thinking of? But um, yeah, if I'm playing a racing game, I'm either playing an F1 game, or yeah, probably Mario Kart. There was, there was, they did like a formula one mario kart style game about 10 years ago like f1 race stars or whatever it was which was pretty bad but i mean you know like when you play mario kart a certain amount of time growing it's like when you play first person shooters if you play gold knife so much of your life it's never the same right so um, there's a, there, but, there was there was way more kart racing games out there than people realize it's like oh god yeah Shit there's like tons. a Gar- crash bandicoot like, yeah there's, it's like a garfield one there's, there's a james like bond a- one there's james bond racing really on playstation one yeah oh my god there's a um there's a um, SpongeBob SquarePants one. Um, if well, that's thing. don't we all love that one? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, lives in a and, pineapple under the sea. Right? Yeah, well, exactly. Um, <laughs> and um, I think they're kind of aren't they re-releasing the kind of Star Wars pod racing game? Um, oh, I saw that. That like, that was a good game. Now, come on, it like, was, that it was. was, was, it was I mean, as a prequel defender, I won't feel I feel bad saying this, but maybe the best thing to ever come from Star Wars Episode One was uh, the the pod racing game, but. Uh, yeah, no, that was a good game. That was a very good game. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I feel it's my job to pull us out of this rabbit hole. Um, hey, no, I, I'm down for talking I, about random racing games. Yeah, Why not? I, I kind of don't want to, but I think we probably should probably get back back on task. Which is, uh, yeah, yeah we're we kind of like, yeah. So we got Mike and Gus kind of having a conversation. I kind of like it. So like, how's the air? You know, like good, you know, good boss always checks up on. The oh, damage. actually, hang on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. To really quick jump in. No, no. I love, I love, 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 love Jesse standing up to Mike. 
I just want to say that. I forgot to add that. I just love the way he stands up to him and he's basically like, this is how it's going to work. Like, you're not going to kill him because, you know, you got a blindfold on him already and just kind of just the way he stands up to him. Like, I just, yeah. I love it. Like, you would never expect this from Jesse and just kind of the way he does it. Like, he just doesn't give a shit. So, no, sorry, yeah. I, I wanted to add that. I love that. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's really good. And I think it kind of just, like, I think this is the point where I think people like me who are maybe not big, big Jesse fans, I think this is where we start to turn around, you know, like, like I'm I'm really enjoying the kind of Jesse storyline now, which is great, you know. I'm, I'm getting a lot out of it. Um, So, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of be talking about Jesse and and, and be fully kind of in, I guess, on, on what's happening here. So, yeah, it's really good. We're, we're then, you know, like, Gus is, is talking to Mike and you know, kind of get this thing about, you know, Jesse's a risk. He's, you know, something, something's got to be done is basically how they're talking about it. And, you know, I think kind of everything we've seen from Gus kind of makes the audience feel that you know, we kind of know what's going to have to be done and it's going to be Jesse getting killed. You know, that's kind of what I think the audience is, is, is conditioned to expect at this point, but obviously that's not quite where things are going to go, but it's a good scene, you know, that these kind of two just look at each other and you kind of don't know exactly what's going to happen, but um but yeah, I, th- I think it's it, it's really good. Um, yeah, and then we kind of we're at the lab, and and um, you know Walt's kind of doing the cook, and um, there's kind of some great kind of tension building kind of music going on here. And um, Jesse doesn't show up, and and you know so he, Walt calls him, and he's not picking up, and and so Walt goes to his house, and you now Walt's like kind of really highly agitated at this point, and can't find Jesse, and so he calls him, and and you know he's in his in Jesse's bedroom, and he kind of calls him, and and that's where he sees the phone kind of vibrating on the on the bedside table, so he hasn't taken his phone with him, so um and you know this is where he kind of like races back to the lab and just kind of looks at the camera and you know you know where is he type of thing um and then it kind of finishes with you know jesse jesse's with mike and and you know they're in this car and they're driving and i think mike you know kind of says i do not want to know where we're going he's like no i don't care you know the whole thing is that he just doesn't care right so so yeah i think it's um it's not a massive kind of um cliffhanger but i think it is pretty intriguing for where we're going to go next so yeah i think it's it's, it's a it's a good way to end this you know like you're, you're kind of interested to see what happens next um when we come back for the next episode so yeah a good way to end it in this episode i think yeah i really like it i think it's just again it's as you said it's not the biggest cliffhanger but in a way it kind of is because again as you keep saying like it was sort of maybe alluded to that jesse's about to get killed or murdered um and clearly spoiler alert that's not going to be the case so i i think when i watched this for the first time i could never have imagined what jesse was going to be doing really so uh, it's kind of it's intriguing what they do with it and kind of comes out of left field almost, uh, you know, mm-hmm. when we were saying before about sort of Walt, the discovery of Gale in this episode too. So it's, it's cleverly done. And I just, yeah, again, I love that line from Jesse. Like, I don't care. Like, do you want to know where we're going? Basically, don't care. And even like, I feel we haven't, not that we need to praise him every single episode. He's amazing. But even just the way Brian Cranston is kind of the desperation, as you're sort of saying before about going to his house and seeing the phone and then, yeah, going to the camera and just being like, where is he? And just all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I love the ending. Again, this 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 episode maybe is like the, the longest collection of like certain scenes. Like really, if you break this down, there's four scenes in this entire episode. But yeah. it just, it, it kind of, it works all well. It doesn't feel slow. Yeah. Uh, it kind of goes by very quickly. So it's, it's very well done. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I think it's really good. And I think kind of... Um you know, when I say there's no tension at the end of this episode, I think that's probably with, um, I know where this is going goggles on, you know, like yeah. I think, I think the first time you watch this, you're kind of like, Oh shit, what's going to happen to Jesse? Like he's in the car with Mike, who's, you know, said he's a problem. They've had, a, he's had a chat with Gus, who Gus has talked many times that, you know, he'd rather just get rid of this guy. Like, 
you kind of think things are going to so i think again it's one of those things that in real time you're probably a lot more tense watching this than than maybe you are on a rewatch so um yeah i think it's uh, it's probably more of a cliffhanger than i'm probably painting it and you know in the in the real world of this thing being a, an episodic tv show so so yeah i think it, it is a good ending um so yeah i look i, I think great episode like i look i'm, I'm just going to go straight into and in, into our, our rankings and ratings here i mean it's a buy for me good episode really good episode um i've got this at 19 um so i've got it wow um, i've got it sitting up um just underneath cats in the bag and this one was kind of like i found this one quite easy to place because i kind of looked at my list and i've got cats in the bag and then underneath it i've got four days out and i think four days out was one of those episodes that um you and i were probably not as keen on as probably you know other lists that i've seen around or maybe the fan base you know like that's one that's supposed to be one of those great episodes from season two that i i thought was it was good but i didn't think it would kind of like blew my mind and um i don't think this is as good as cats in the bag you know like all the way back to you know bathtub falling through the roof type of thing um but i definitely think it's better than four days out so that made it easy for me that that's where i'm placing it you know so it's a top 20 episode for me at the moment um it won't stay that way but um yeah i think it's a, it's a really really solid episode and you know one fantastic scene that we're going to talk about and then at least one other which is really really underrated won't be in our top five but definitely worth watching to see that so it's one of those ones that i think if you're just looking for an episode to chuck on and see some great acting some great scenes um without the kind of kind of shock value of some of the other scenes i think it's it's a really good one yeah, I mean, it's definitely a buy from me, and uh, I've kind of got it in a similar spot. Yeah, I, I, I agree with everything you said. It's enjoyable. I think it's entertaining. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with this episode. Uh, it baffles me that The Ringer has this as their fourth worst episode of Breaking mm. Bad. They have it at 59 out of 62, which just baffles That makes me. no sense. It makes no sense to me. Uh, yeah, like that. sorry to cut you off, but that is just like, that's, yeah, Beyond, Spoiler beyond alert, crazy. they've got next week as one episode below this week. Which is so nuts that, as well. We're absolutely got Shotgun as 60th, so yeah. wow. Um, but, yeah, no, I've, I've got this pretty much same spot as you. I've got this as 18th. So I've got this just below Cabello Sin Nombre and just above Mandela, which I know was one you really liked. But, um, yeah, I mean, I just think this is a solid episode. It's got a very f- famous scene in it. There's, there's nothing wrong with this. I think the acting's fantastic. It's on point. Uh, and it kind of, I guess, moves the plot along a bit too, doesn't it? Like we've got some real teasers for what's to come, you know, with sort of the Hank stuff, this tease of a, a guy that can make you disappear. Even the Jesse stuff kind of is going to lead to what's going to happen later on this season. So, mm. yeah, I think it's it's an important episode to move the plot forward as well this season. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the thing. It's like it, I, I always find it quite hard because I think, um, it, you know, like when we talk about good episodes, we often kind of, you know we, we do kind of move to those episodes that are the shock value and like games game of thrones ish if i'm gonna kind of throw anything out there and and i i think these episodes that are kind of building some great scenes and you know some great dialogue scenes and i think that that one between hank and walt in the bedroom is it's so yeah. good so good and you know like to me that's that's as good as you know anything else like people's brains being blown out and things like that like it it's not as memorable it's not one of those ones that you kind of will see on a, a kind of highlight reel probably somewhere on youtube where it shouldn't be but you know i think it's it is i think it is just one of those ones that's absolutely so memorable that you, you kind of want to see it you know so yeah agree. And I think that, yeah, I mean, like, opinions are subjective and and kind of obviously the ringer doesn't like this episode, but 
the ringer liked fly, so good for them. <laughs> yeah, like it, like yeah, and you're right. Like things are subjective, so people are going to see different things. But like, I don't know how you like see such a great episode like this and think fly is because like, isn't fly like in their top twenty or something? Or 15 Twelve or something. It's like, like very that's, high. That's nuts. Like I'm always willing to have a conversation about it, and I tried to find the good things in that episode, but that makes no sense to me. But we've got to stop talking about it. I just like. I, I <laughs> Very hard, but your, anyway. your, yeah, yeah. The, the one bin that either of us have had was the, the standard one, but then it's just it's just jumping on the, the haterade, right? Like, kind of, you know, like again, like I mean, I, I people hate on the prequels, I like the prequels, you know, because I'm an idiot apparently, but I also <laughs> like Die Another Day, so you know, <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're moving on to uh, shotgun, so we've moved on from bullet points to shotgun, so it feels like there's a bit of a theme going on with the, some of these names at the moment, they're all a bit gun inspired at the moment, but uh, yeah, I think, I think. A, a good episode um, coming up as well um, and kind of a similar kind of world building one. Um, and yeah, I think there's some, some, some good stuff to talk about through next episode as well. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I think kind of, we're just in that patch of episodes where, I mean, it's similar to what we got last season, but they're just more entertaining than last season. So, you know, it kind of the flat spots that were there last season, maybe aren't sticking out the same way this season. So um yeah, we we get a pretty infamous voicemail message next week, don't we? From from <laughs> yeah. uh, Walt, so yeah. that, that's interesting. But um, yeah, no, as always, looking looking forward to discussing it more. Yeah, and um, I mean, in the meantime, you know, make sure you're uh, you, you're giving us some feedback, following us on all the usual kind of social media places. Check out what else is uh, is happening on um, the Oz Network. It's not all about Breaking Bad, as much as I might like to think that way. It's uh, <laughs> there's there's some fantastic other shows by oh, by they're great as well. So good. <laughs> so uh, listening to them. So I thoroughly uh, recommend that you that you check them out. And uh, yeah, but until we come back for for Shotgun, it's it's been a lot of fun to go through. A bit of an under, underrated episode, in my opinion, and um, put that one on the books and, and look forward to, to moving on from here. So uh, my name's Nick, and uh, don't chop-chop me. <laughs> and my name is Ben, and you're on thin ice, you little shithead. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. Wow! 
For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs>